Howdly doodly neighbors. Yeah, this is your neighbor over here in Central Oregon. Tea. Tea of burning tarot. Now, normally we take a walk, we pull a tarot card to give us some guidance for the upcoming week or two. And we're going to do that in a minute. But right now I'm still lacing up my shoes. And another thing we also do here on the Burning Tarot Podcast is we take questions. Yeah, did you know that? So here we are in the pre-walk mode, and I wanted to take this question that I was sent. Okay, I'm not just tying my boots up for the walk. I'm also putting away my Malden salts, seeing that things were left out after lunch. So you're going to have to do all that stuff with me while we chit-chat here. There'll be crinkly noises, fridge noises, and then we'll get to the woods noises that we generally love. Here at Burning Tarot, okay, so we got the domestic matters happening in the background. What is the question? Well, this is a funny question, and it comes up in different ways. And let me, um, let me read this one. The, um, the latest way it was phrased uh, was this. Can tarot and astrology be useful to you if you don't believe in them? And so I would say, you know, any form of divination or maybe even prayer could be thrown into that bucket. Can it be useful to you if you don't necessarily believe in it? Or maybe you're just kind of uncertain. You're sort of agnostic. Does astrology work? How does it work? Is it really like gods behind it? These are fun uh, questions and issues to explore. And I'm not sure that they really have very much relationship to the, um, the functionality of our divination and exploratory techniques, including tarot, including astrology, throwing runes, all the, all the different stuff that we woo-woo people do, right? Reading the yarrow stalks, um, reading palms, staring into crystal balls, scrying, Excuse me, a little cough there. So does it matter if you quote-unquote believe in these things? Nah, it doesn't really matter. Um, After observing these phenomena for, lo, these many decades, I conclude that whatever we think we know about how the world really, really, really works, uh, we're probably wrong and or just kind of limited in what we know. And that would apply to, let's say, a uh, very literalist interpretation of Christianity, which is what I grew up with, kind of born-again, born-again yet uptight version of Lutheranism. You know, it had all sorts of beautiful things in it, Uh, could easily be manipulated and turned bad by people all of whom seem to be hypocrites in every religion. Um, And the fact that 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 religion didn't adequately explain a lot of different stuff about the universe didn't really detract from the fact that it was providing a lot of community and a lot of um, good woo-woo warmth to people. 
And so I feel like I've just kind of learned that same lesson over and over and over, over and over and over and over the years where um, that, you know, my old church continued to provide succor and warmth and spiritual experiences and community to the people who went to that little white church long after I left. And if I had wanted, I could have stayed there and without believing, quote-unquote, in the religion as it was practiced and explained by these people, which is very literalist, like, you know, the globe, you know, the world was created in seven days, 24 hours each. Never mind the fact that days didn't exist yet because the Bible says that God was in the process of making the day and the night, the light and the dark. So how could you measure it? You know, the the like wild illogic of these things um, doesn't prevent them from providing something useful to someone. And I could have even continued to have something useful from that experience uh, if I had wanted to deal with all of its inconsistencies and such. Boy, oh boy, I didn't set up to somehow compare Tarot to my childhood religion. <laughs> this is starting to frighten me. Um, but it's just an example, right? The prayer seems to help you, even if you don't believe in it. And you'll, you'll read about this a lot if you read about or listen to people's stories about super-duper tough life experiences, somebody's in an accident, there's great grief, um, this kind of thing, people who have no religion at all will pray. They don't know who they're praying to, but they do it. Uh, People who grew up with a little bit of religion or too much religion when they were young abandoned that religion, turned their backs on it. Well, when they're 65 and their parents are dying, they start crying and they pray to God. So does that person believe in God? I don't know, kind of doesn't really sound like it to me. But that act of prayer, that moment, gives them something. And who am I? And who is the pastor of a, you know, literalist born-again church? to tell them that they can't have their prayer. The prayer functions for them. It's a useful moment, even if you can't really, you know, put some fancy words on it, a whole belief system, hang it on a skeleton of some pre-existing religion that makes sense. It's more of like a primal cry in the night. So in a similar fashion, I think what happens with our divinatory techniques and our, even our spells and rituals, for those of us who practice that, you have to pause for a coffee sip here, hold on, mm. nice and cold, a bit stale, that's just how I like my coffee, um, <laughs> derail my train of thought. So these these divinations and such may not feel as extreme as that moment of crying out when someone is dying or has just died, someone you love, or when you're just in so much pain 
that you, you don't know what to do but pray or cry out to some God, real or imagined, our divinatory efforts are similar, but perhaps less, uh, you know, less extreme. And they can run along in our everyday lives without us saying, oh yeah, I believe that these planets above us are causing us to have specific experiences and this is done through and then you could kind of make up some kind of wild woo-woo mechanism to explain that. I think astrology in particular, um, well actually all of them, I'm filling up my water bottle here so if my voice gets all crusty again when we're on our walk, you know, we can have some water. Um, I don't know why these things work. What I've learned is that they do work. They are not entirely accurate. They are filtered through individuals. And of course, we are wildly (laughs) inaccurate and inconsistent. Um, That's why there's so many different astrologers and they each have their own, you know, podcast or their own newsletter. They'll each tell you something totally different or somewhat different about what some aspect or transit coming up, what it means. But some of it's really freaky. Um, I've had phases of my life where I was really into astrology. I was learning it. I was practicing it professionally. And then I dropped out for a long time. Um, And I'm kind of glad I did it that way. Because that means that there are long periods of my life where I'm not paying much attention to astrology. That enables me later to go back and look at periods of my life and, you know, look at the planetary transits that were happening during the time of that transit. You know, look at what was going on in my life. And I find this freakish stuff that I can't really chalk up to a mere coincidence like every time Jupiter goes through my fourth house, I move. Like I move house, I move somewhere else, move city. Okay, that's weird. It's basically like, yeah, astrology's right. Do I have um, some kind of intelligent mechanism that I can explain all this by? And say, well, clearly the gods who reside in the moving, you know, the wandering stars. I've decided to make this happen. I don't know. I don't get it, really. And the people who first, well, some of the people who were first teaching me astrology uh, in the early 90s said that they didn't necessarily believe in astrology. And these are like really good astrologers, one of whom was like very psychic as well. And they're sitting there making their living doing this and saying, you know, I'm not sure I believe in this, but it seems to work. So I, kinda, I guess I've circled back around to that belief that we just don't know. And in the absence of full knowledge, we can gain all kinds of just kind of functional utility, usefulness from our practices without having to uh, ascribe some kind of uh, physics to it. That's really the realm of science. That's rational materialism, you know, constantly trying to explain everything 
according to um, some very, very limited data that we happen to be able to experience through our five senses, and then we can do some math on that, and therefore it's a fact. That stuff's fun, but really it's just, it's just looking at some little corner of reality. We don't even know which corner of reality that is because we're very small, just little people. And to presume that we understand the larger, larger, larger workings of the big, vast everything, what I sometimes call the woo or the universe or whatever, um, that would be quite presumptuous. A lot of scientific thinkers are quite presumptuous. Um, And a lot of religious people are too, and some woo-woo people are. However, a lot of people in the woo-woo realm are pretty practical We understand that we don't understand. And in the absence of some kind of grand understanding, we're satisfied to an extent with using the tools available to explore stuff. And if we let go of needing to have that rational explanation for everything, it works pretty well. I mean, I got my theories. If you're a regular Burning Tarot listener, you've heard me talk about, you know, woo-woo stuff. The veil between the worlds, this and that. I'm a medium as well, so I get, like, visitations from dead people. Okay, Uh, what's that? What is that? There's so many theories out there. It doesn't really matter that maybe none of those theories completely matches my experience or makes me feel better about how the universe may or may not work. It's everybody just experiencing things. With the tarot, or tarot if you prefer, um, I think there's a lot to be learned by approaching it in a Jungian fashion. So that's Carl Jung, J-U-N-G. And uh, Jung and his followers, and all the people who've learned from his kind of depth psychology approach. Uh, Focusing on archetypes is a big part of that. And it seems that maybe humans have kind of baked into us, into our brains and into our cultures, this uh, experience of archetypes and how those archetypes get expressed in our lives or in our dreams or painted on our tarot cards gives us a language of expression, at least temporarily. Our ability to interpret all that really depends on where we are in the moment. I think it depends on whether we're tapped into the woo. If you are kind of a channeler, a medium, a regular, you know, woo dropper, then you know what I'm talking about. Or if you're one of my clients who regularly comes to me and says, hey, pull this card. And some of, some of my clients, some of you are people who know me in other realms of life. You know me as a pretty down-to-earth, you know, uh, reporter for a newspaper, that kind of thing. And yet here I am doing this other thing. And some of you have told me, wow, it's pretty clear in the readings, the tarot readings, that you're, you know, being possessed or dropping into a different realm. Some other voice is kind of working with and through you. And that's how I experience it as well. And I have a similar experience when I'm writing poetry. 
Um, so humans have this capacity, and it somehow taps into these archetypal, uh, archetypal archetypes, these different um, ways of seeing across our rational materialistic landscape, a different mode of looking at stuff. Personally, I believe that that alone is a huge part of the usefulness of Tarot and maybe astrology as well. That our brains are so used to like everyday English speaking, blah, 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 yammering away, even inside our own heads about how to look at everything. And then we go to, maybe we go to therapy and they ask us to say more words and they give us more words to wrap around everything. And sometimes you got to break those patterns to get at your truth, your truth of that moment, the thing you need to see that you're trying to prevent your own self from seeing. And I believe that that's a really handy time to bust out with something like astrology or tarot, where you're just cutting across the everyday um, sort of this logical causality. Well, I feel like this because my mom didn't treat me nice enough when I was six, and therefore I have this complex and I keep dating the wrong guys over and over. And, you know, and some of that stuff is, is often true, but it's not enough. And we sense that repetition and the, the lack of fullness to what we're getting out of the normal, rational, everyday conversation. So whether or not we actually fucking believe in astrology, whether or not we believe, quote unquote, in Tarot, we turn to it kind of for fun. And it opens stuff up for us. It opens stuff up within us. And I'll just say one more thing about this before we move on to our reading. That um, ideas like uh, the various ideas in depth psychology and in the Jungian approach, these change with time and change with culture. You know, Jung was heavily influential, and I feel I owe him a, a debt of gratitude. But he was also this racist, very clear in, in his writings. Um, he was taught by Freud, yet was also um, anti-Semitic in some of his views. And I'm, I'm not Jewish, but I'm definitely Jew-adjacent. I married a Jewish man. I work in an industry with lots and lots of Jewish people. Many are involved in the communities I'm involved in. Um, so when we're looking at any of this stuff, we've got to take it with a grain of salt um, and recognize that, okay, it was just coming through a cultural context, just like anything else. It's not somehow by virtue of being woo-woo. It's not above its cultural moment. It's of its cultural moment, as are each of us. That's just kind of the reality. And do we need to believe in ourselves as sort of perfect priests and priestesses and priest exes uh, of archetypal woo in order to pull some cards, give some readings, look at the sky? Nah. Nah, that stuff's all perfectly accessible to each and every one of us. I encourage you guys to give it a go. Uh, And I encourage you, of course, to hire me to give it a go for you. 
because um, I really enjoy it. <laughs> you know, I really do. And when it gets too much, I just, um, I stop doing it or I put, I make the wait list longer. <laughs> You'll see that on the website. If you want a reading from me, it's tiffanyleebrown.com. You'll see a link that says shop. Oh, okay. That was quite a long blather. I'm going to pause here. We're going to start our woods walk and we're going to pull our card for this week. And now we are where we belong out in the woods. We've got some grasshoppers going click, 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 click as they flit around and then land. And we've got a bright, beautiful sky and sun. And we've got pine trees. And of course, the plants of the summer are giving out their last bits of seed and their flowers are drying out and showering the earth with seeds and fecundity that we won't really see the results of until next spring. So our card, my friends, my, my dear friends, my sweetie darlings of Burning Terolandia, we have pulled justice. We are using the Margareta Peterson deck. It's kind of abstract and groovy. Uh, very cool paintings, and thank you to um, someone on the well who very kindly sent me this deck. Works for a publisher. Thank you, thank you. Uh, and in this deck, Justice is placed as card number eight. If you are a tarot reader, you'll probably know that um, one of the big controversies of the Smith rider weight tradition that we often use was that they swapped justice well whatever we don't need to get into all that in this deck it's number eight in the major arcana she has used some deep blue and as i recall it she is equating justice with the egyptian god ma'at And so that god or goddess is in the sky, and there's darkness at the bottom of the card. And there is a pinkish, peachy, pulsating light coming from the top left corner. So, what is all that? Justice can be read as a search for balance. And we are in Libra season right now. That means that the sun has gone into Libra, which is what it does um, on the equinox. That's how we mark the equinox in tropical astrology. So the sun is in Libra. Other planets are floating around in there too. And Libra is uh, the scales. So the same symbol stands for justice, and for Libra. So there's an urge to balance the dark and the light, which of course happens 
at equinox. And, that, and that's true for the north and south parts of our globe. So if you're listening from Australia, you've just had your vernal equinox. We've just had our autumnal one up here in the north. But guess what? Both of them represented that moment where your day is half light, half dark. Half sunshine, half nighttime, or moon glow. When we get this card going on, it sometimes suggests that we're yearning for balance or that balance is simply here for us to notice and enjoy. Sometimes it suggests, though, that, that uh, we're not getting our justice. We're not getting our balance. Somebody is not getting paid properly. Somebody is not getting what they deserve. Someone should pay for their crime. So this is kind of the, uh, the stickier wicket that comes with this card. We might be asked at this time to examine our own uh, recent history and motives and look for where we've been not terribly well balanced. If, you, if you've been in a workaholic mode, this card comes up, especially in combination with the Libra thing that's going on, and says, okay, okay, this is your card for the next couple of weeks. Let's balance this out. Where's some work garbage that we can knock off the scale for a while? And then whatever process that sets in motion, like say, say it's um, too much work, I can't work this much, I'm out of balance, my bodily health doesn't feel good, my mental health doesn't feel good. Okay, I'm going to change that balance. So even that process of realizing like, oh, I should do this, that's part of drawing this card. It's part of the process of getting us to the next spot that we need to get to. You know, recognizing imbalance. Okay, then you got to do something about it. What is that going to be? So let's say you work for yourself. Um, you're self-employed and you decide to chill out a little more for the next couple of weeks. That might involve wrestling with your anxieties over basic security. You might have to you know, really have a tough time recognizing like, wow, I, I don't trust the universe to take care of me. Or my business is pretty shaky. And so I have trouble letting go even just for a minute. Again, that unleashes some whole other process, which you can't really fake your way out of. But neither can you let it, neither should you let it, you know, kind of paralyze you in terms of whether you're going to take action towards better balance. This card is telling you, yep, time to notice, time to think, and definitely time to take action. You can, you can view it for yourself as well. It's just for a couple weeks during my Burning Tarot reading podcast. Or you can say, I'm going to attach this to Libra season. I'm going to do this for several weeks until the sun enters Scorpio. That might give you also uh, a sense of security or relief that this time of changing your habits for better balance, um, that it's temporary. So, 
So to go back to that example, let's say you're self-employed and you're on Instagram all the time and, and you've convinced yourself that Instagram is essential to your success and you need to post five times a day. Maybe this would be a time where you post once every other day. You know, and you just see how that goes. Is that likely to sink your entire business? Depends what your business is and how you're running it, but I would say... Wow, if it sinks your business, then you're way too reliant on Instagram. <laughs> so I see this as a learning card in this particular case this time. You know, next time I draw it, I'll have some totally different story, right? That's the whole point of having oracles and diviners and readers is that we're not just reading our answers out of a book. We're listening to the woo. And to me, the woo is saying to tell you hey, go through these processes and take the action. If you're in a work situation, to continue with those metaphors, uh, where you, you have a boss, this might actually cause you to have a, have a conversation with your boss that you should have had a long time ago, where you say, I am not available weekday evenings after 5 p.m., I need to be more present for my family or more present for my poetry. Or you could tell your boss, I'm really burned out and I need this, um, I need a day off. And just, uh, you know, this might cause you, again, a process could unfold where you realize, oh, I don't have to be afraid of my boss all the time. Why don't I usually take care of myself? Am I using my boss as an excuse to stay so busy that I don't have to really think about anything? Huh. Or am I so afraid of the boss's authority because I haven't really worked out my issues with my parents from when I was younger? You know, this stuff can be um, really interesting. Uh, what else might be out of balance? I mean, it's different for everybody at every moment. But... Uh, it, you might be in the other camp right now where you've been doing lots of self-care and then maybe that sort of devolved into uh, vaping a bunch of weed and um, not wanting to let summer go and not really working much at all and not really looking for a job. But it's okay because you're on unemployment. You know, you might be in that kind of mode where the balance is tilted a little too far in the direction of, I'm just hanging out, not doing anything. I don't have much of an income and I'm not gonna get much of one because my unemployment is low. And I'm tired of being baked all the time and I won't even admit it to myself. You pull this card and it says, whoa, balance up here. Come on, you can do it. It's a good time to do it. It's an encouraging time to do it. Good time to reach for balance in your relationships. So if you've got relationships that are overly one-sided, you're the only one reaching out. The other person, you know, you'd never go out to lunch except that you reach out to them. Well, maybe take the next few weeks off from that person who's not pulling the weight on their side of a friendship. Um, maybe you realize like, oh gosh, I'm the clingy, needy one. I'm reaching out about my health issue all the time to these three friends. If that feels out of balance to you, might be a good time to um, take some of your angst 
to your diary, to your journal for a few weeks and let your three friends just have the occasional update on your health. They might not like that, so you should tell them first. Some people would be upset if you pulled back. But I'm just saying, most aspects of our lives, we can stop and look at them and look for the balance. And we can say, okay, here's how I want to do it, or here's how I don't. This card gives us permission and kind of instructs us to look for that balance. It's also a good card for activists and anybody who's concerned with social justice. Uh, I don't feel like it's always been interpreted that way, Libra and or the card justice. But in contemporary 21st century internet woo, that gets thrown around a lot as a way of interpreting justice, social justice. I am in favor of that. However, I know that most of my activist friends and my activist self, um, we lean towards imbalance. We're not good at saying, okay, here's a little container where the activism and social justice part of me can go. Most of us are not very good at compartmentalizing and allowing ourselves to have very full and wonderful lives this beautiful time of year if we're obsessing too hard on activism. If you are still at a loss as to what you might seek to balance out in the next week or two, I suggest looking to your media and digital consumption. So this would also be a great time to do some charting on how much you're using your phone, how much you're watching TV, using your computer. And by charting, I mean writing on pieces of paper or like a little notebook, where you kind of keep track of how much of your time is going into these things, what the content is of those, and how it makes you feel. And you may find that that's really out of whack, out of balance. Uh, For me, that's a big one. I talk about it frequently here on Burning Tarot. I've written about technology for publication since, I don't know, 1993. So this is something I think about. Um, So this would be a good time to kind of take take a strong look at what you're actually consuming, how it makes you feel, and what percentage of your day is spent on doing this stuff. Uh, and, and likewise, you could just skip that step and instead, instead say to yourself, okay, for this uh, Justice Libra balance time, I'm going to limit my news consumption to Tuesdays and Thursdays for one hour. And that's it. That's the only time you watch news on TV. That's the only time you click through on a link to a news story. That's the only time you read the newspaper. And you just kind of contain it for a little while. And you might notice that you feel better or worse. You know, it's hard in the lead up to uh, an election here in the U.S. where quite a few of the listeners are. um, We are in the lead up to our midterm elections. So this means the news is fraught and frequent. And there are debates to watch and... You know, people are calling our phones trying to 
get us to do straw polls and other surveys about politicians and political issues. So it's a pretty tough time to completely withdraw from the news if you are a political person and if you vote, which I do and generally encourage. But if you already know who you're going to vote for or you've decided to vote for a particular party slate, even if you don't agree with it 100%, there may not really be that much of use in following the ins and outs of every debate. You know, it might be better to contain this stuff. So there's another opportunity uh, for finding a place where you could balance stuff out and just do it. Just say, fuck it, I'm balancing this stuff out now because I feel like it. Speaking of media stuff, I do have a media and digital program system sounds so fancy um i developed it gosh i don't know five or six years ago for myself to use for myself i have shared it with a couple of friends here and there um and i could adapt it to make it something that all of us could participate in basically if you feel like you've Uh, you get too hooked into your technology use and or your news and media consumption and you'd like to investigate those more or control them a little bit more, um, I could take the time to make this available. If that's you, please, please, please send me an email, burningtarot at gmail.com. Just say, hey, I'm interested in the um, digital habits idea. And let me know if you would be willing to donate or for you if it would need to be free. Um, If I do actually make this available. If I have a bunch of people who want to donate to the cause, that will kind of tell me how much time I have to put into it. If a bunch of people want it for free, I'll probably put it out there for you guys anyway. Um, And if nobody's interested at all, then screw it. I'm not going (laughs) to... I'm not going to take the time. Um, But a a lot of you have written in over the, you know, however long we've been doing Burning Tarot now, since the beginning of the pandemic, you know, or have talked to me about this being a particular problem for you. And it's definitely a problem for me and pretty much everybody in my industry. So, um, yeah, if you're interested in that kind of material, again, just drop me an email to let me know. It's not like you're signing up for anything. It's just... I'm just curious who would want to play along, burningtarot at gmail.com. That's also where you can send your general questions about the woo and tarot and any other stuff you might be curious about. And there you go. I'm T. This is Burning Tarot. Hope you have a lovely, balanced Libra justice time. Ciao.